There we go, Ray. Yeah. Hope we can get the sucker in without a whole lot of traffic. got something good we got something good oh okay fair enough so hello there this is JD and Reagan hi Reagan yeah yeah you heard me say your name we're out for a run on a Saturday morning now, I've been very aware there has not been a lot of shows coming out on this podcast this year. 2020 just has, it's been a year. It's been a year. Started in January and it just keeps on going. I figured we'd be, I don't know, at least double the number of shows we're at for this year, but this is just a guess. I'd be surprised if we put out, I'd be surprised if we put out five shows this year, I know, so, yep, very quickly becoming a quarterly in 2020. Hey, pup, yeah. We're not even like a, a weekly show or a monthly show. We're a, we're a quarterly show. So, <clears throat> anyway. So, last time we had a show that came out was, I think, June 20th. Which was my wife's birthday. And technically, the last day of spring. So, that's correct. We actually haven't put a show out at all this summer, which is, to say the least, unprecedented. Uh, but you know, 2020, it's been that kind of year. So we've tried to get shows together and for one reason or another, they have all fallen through. Either I'm busy, Anthony's busy, Anthony's not in town, Pink will oversleep, and then don't make the run. Or two weeks ago, you recorded a show. Only to find out that 15 minutes into it, you accidentally hit the stop button. So, yep, that's what we got. So I figure if some a show's going to get out, even though it's not my favorite format for this show, it's going to have to be. Me and the pooch. That's where it's going to have to be. All right, Ray, Ray, hang on a second here. Guy's got to do something. Let's just shut this off. Okay. All right. So I'm coming to you on my phone. So if you notice that you're missing the entire stereo sound of cars whizzing by you, and it feels like they're actually coming up from behind you, or you're hearing birds chirping and you're actually trying to look to see where the bird was. Um, and if you notice you're missing all that today, you are. This is being recorded straight to my phone on the Anchor FM app, um, which will allow me to basically record this, um, <coughs> add the theme music, that you heard before the show, add the same theme music after the show, and hit send and done. 
that's it. Um, I'll have to do a little bit of work later to go get a link from the show to add to the web page uh, where the show notes for whatever those are going to be for the show will be, but that's where it'll be. So, for that reason, um, this is not going to be a two-hour show. Um, I've just started recording, so I don't know how long this will go, but I don't think I have more than about 30 minutes of material. Um, So we'll see. Anyway. Somebody just painted that. Huh. Uh, Just noticing somebody came up with some brown spray paint and painted some metal flashing on one of our electrical poles here. Apparently they've done it on all the poles. Not sure what that's about. That's supposed to protect something that's underneath it. Um, I don't actually remember seeing the brown painted metal flashing on the pole to begin with. So, yeah. It's very kind of haphazard looking too. And it looks, looks almost Wizard of Oz. All these little metal flashing pieces kind of all stuck together. So I'm assuming there's something underneath that that they're trying to protect from getting damaged. Uh, Some sort of a wire or something, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Fire department's obviously going someplace. Just heard the fire whistles going. So, we'll walk a bit for this. So for my run through the Reagan, I do count this as a run. We walk the hills. Reagan can absolutely run the hills, but... It uh, makes it a little difficult to talk and run at her speed, which is... eh, She's probably about eight and a half when she really runs. So, I can do it, but I can't talk, so... It makes for a boring podcast when all you're hearing is somebody running and trying to speak, and they're gasping. So, here you are. Ah. Cloudy day this morning. About 70 degrees. Not supposed to get terribly warm today, 84. So, we have now arrived at normal summer. It's taken us all the way to the end of summer to actually get normal summer weather. This is what we should have had all year. Not this 98 degree, 76% dew point, feels like 104 stuff we've had for the majority of the summer this year. That's just, oh man. I don't know if anybody here has been paying attention to the the Old Farmer's Almanac, but at least for my area, anyway, the Old Farmer's Almanac says we are supposed to have a mild winter. It will be warmer than normal, um, which is fine with me, um, as long as it's not warm and dry all winter, because we do use the snowfall to refill the uh, the aquifers and the springs and, you know, all the stuff that goes into our well water. So we do need water, but we're not in any kind of a drought uh, right now. We've been, we've been doing okay on rain this year, so not a problem. And we did okay on rain last winter, even though we didn't really see a whole bunch of snow. Um, so, yeah, as long as it... Always it doesn't, you know, freeze too solid and we get rain, then we'll be fine. We can actually make it into the ground. The problem, of course, is when you have a 
completely frozen ground, so you might as well just have concrete, and then you get like an inch of rain, you can't go anywhere, except roll across the ground and into the streams and into the Susquehanna, and away it goes, and it doesn't ever reach, really reach the ground, you know, except for the surface, so, there it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm okay with another winter without actual winter weather. That's fine with me. But it makes the locals unhappy. They actually look forward to snow. So even though we don't get that much of it. So anyway, so that's the plan anyway. So we'll see. We'll see. I guess last little bit of uh, weather trivia here. So apparently right now we have two tropical storms that are on their way to... Uh, to the Gulf of Mexico, so we'll have two tropical storms in the Gulf of Mexico at the same time. Uh, apparently, if Marco Polo um, decides to switch over to a hurricane, we could actually have two hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico at the same time, which apparently has never happened since we started recording records. kind of love that. What's never happened? You know, we've been recording for 100 years on a, on a planet that's been here you know, what, 10 billion? <laughs> it's never happened. How do you know? How do you know it's never happened? In recorded history, which is arguably very brief compared to the already considerable lifespan of the planet we're on. So, but, you know, nothing that a little, uh, And a little pride won't, won't fix it, right? Yeah, we know. We know, right, Reagan? Absolutely. All right, so. All right, enough weather topics now. So let's go into running, even though we're walking. So I am trying to figure out my heart rate monitor. Um, it was working well for a while. Then all of a sudden it stopped working. I think I might have um, diagnosed the issue when I was running with my phone, which I'm doing right now. Um, I think the reason it was having a hard time connecting was because I still had the Bluetooth on on my phone. And so it was, uh, I'm assuming, fighting the Bluetooth signal to my watch from the phone. Um, so I've turned that off. Um, just have my heart rate on my watch currently at 89 right now which is good that's where I should be um, and uh, I have not seen any any funky readings I've had some my uh, my vo2 max has taken a bit of a hit um, in the last couple of months I mean not again it's not terrible and of course it's not particularly accurate anyway Unless you get on a treadmill and you have them, you know, put the tubes in your mouth and they actually measure how much carbon dioxide is coming out of you. Um, but anyway, you know, it was kind of jumping back and forth between, hey, look, your heart rate's 170. And then all of a sudden it would slam down and say, no, your heart rate's 110. Um, I would be in some serious trouble if my heart rate was jumping like that. Um, and I know for a fact my heart rate's never been 170 since I've, I've started running in the last two to three years. Um, I would be gassed with a heart rate of 170. I would really be feeling it. So certainly wouldn't be talking to you at that kind of a heart rate. So I think it's getting a faulty reading from the, uh, from the, uh, the wrist sensor. Rather than taking it right from the apex of my heart, which is where the heart rate monitor is. So, we'll see if this looks a little bit better today. Um, now that I've switched off the Bluetooth. And so now the only thing, um, besides GPS, that my watch is paying attention to is the signal coming off my heart rate monitor. It's totally ignoring the phone now, so we'll see if that does it. Come on, come on. So, so, 
The fact that Reagan is a bloodhound, or at least partial bloodhound anyway, um, we have what's referred to as a gentle leader on her. So it's a little loop that goes over her nose. There's anything that's a scent hound, that's the only way you can actually um, control what they're doing. I won't pay attention to you yanking on their neck. They're bred to uh, ignore such things. While they're out tracking, they have a very, very high pain tolerance. So I'm not even sure that even annoys them enough to notice it. Um, so you have to control what's actually in charge. And that's their nose. So she hates it. But all bloodhounds hate it. All scent hounds hate it. You know, they like to be able to do what their nose tells them to do. And as soon as she starts to get the gumption to go, all of a sudden she's feeling a tug on her nose. And it's like, oh, that's right. I can't take off right now. So it does work. So if you have a scent hound, you're having trouble walking them because, of course, they get a scent and boom, they're off to the races. They will not listen to anything that you're saying to them at that point. Yep, I know. I know you hate it. Hold on. Hang on. Reagan, stop. Yeah. So, right now, because we're not we're not running. Hang on, Reagan. You got a you got a bug here. Let's get that off you. Yep. Here we go. All right. She's now trying to do her somersault. So it loops over the front of her nose. So she tries to do to get it off because she's smart. And she tries to drag her nose along the ground with her head almost tucked under her two front feet. So it looks like she's trying to do a somersault um, in order to try and push that off. Um, and then all of a sudden you'll notice because all of a sudden she's pulling like crazy and it's like, oh, you've slipped the loop off your nose. So we're just gonna take a few more steps. We're gonna go back to our run. And I think once we go back to our run, you're gonna, you're gonna stop with the, uh, I hate this thing on my nose stuff. All right, all right, Pop, here we go. Just to the, uh, just to the bottom of the hill. And then we're going to walk the hill again. I'm going to turn the, uh, the gym boss back on. All right, here we go. So. Bloodhounds are not known to be very good running dogs. Because they tend to run with their nose to the ground. And they don't generally run in a straight line. They do a little less zigzagging side to side in order to try and find a scent but since she is we think part retriever she actually is very good at running um, and because she's part bloodhound she's got constitution to run for a long distance over some dogs you might take them two three miles and they're kind of poop they're done you know some can make it all the way out to four Reagan and I have made it almost to six. And I think Reagan can do seven or eight without too much trouble. So. Yep. All right, Reagan, we're almost to the bottom of the hill. Yep. Yeah, I know it stinks now, buddy. Very still this morning. All right, two more steps, and we'll walk this short little hill here. So there you go. Heart rate only went to 102. That makes more sense. Because what I am now doing is basically a Maffetone um, heart rate training. So I was watching this guy on YouTube who seems to be pretty, pretty with it. This guy's name is Triathlon Terran, 
I believe he's a Canadian. Um, and so his whole focus is on triathloning. So not just running, but of course running is part of what they do. So swimming, so is biking. Um, I'd love to get back into swimming. That'll be post-COVID. My wife is still fighting the battle of trying to get a swim lane in South Central PA. Um, just take a side trip for that one. So my wife is now having to get up at midnight to go and sign up for a lane at the JCC, which is the pool we go to. So, yep, midnight. She uh, was telling me a few days ago anyway, because they schedule three days out every day. Right. And easily by by 6 a.m. that morning, the lanes are full. Morning. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. She. Uh, we went almost seven miles one time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's part bloodhound. They can actually go over 12. They track something, but... Yep, you too. Come on over. Come on over. There you go. We've just talked to the dude at the top of the hill. Maybe we'll call that the title. The dude at the top of the hill. What do you think, huh? You have no opinion, do you, Reagan? I have no opinion. When are we going to start running again? This is crap. All right. Hang on, bud. Hang on. Let me turn this on. Three, two, one. There we go. Uh, there we go. So we had a bunny in the road. We just did a quick start. wasn't for the gentle lead. I'm probably been flat on my face. She was all ready to go after that bunny. So, we've had good luck with all of our animals. So she's got no interest in chasing our cats, going after our chickens, going after our goats. Um, I'm sure she's afraid of the horses because the horses are huge. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, does not respect rabbits. Will always chase a rabbit. Uh, very excited. Yesterday, two days ago, we saw some deer that poked out of the cornfield and stared at her. So, we totally wanted to know what the heck that was all about. We were barking and crying and whining and we were all totally upset. Weren't we? I had to sit to you and make you calm down I think six or seven times before you finally stopped whining and carrying on. But like taking your kids somewhere and they see something exciting and they just can't can't control themselves they're uh, hooping and hollering and shouting and oh my gosh we gotta go let's go now let's go now let's go now that kind of a thing so there you are we're not particularly good with other people's dogs though I think again it's still an excitement Thing rather than a aggressive anger thing, but I don't rightfully know, don't want to find out, to be quite honest with you. So, <clears throat> yep. yeah, the only trick with running with Reagan 
again, her her actual pace is usually hanging somewhere between eight and a half and nine. It's a tad fast for me to talk. So she's still doing a little bit of pulling, even though we're probably uh, we're probably in a ten and a half, um, maybe a ten minute pace. That's more of my conversational running cadence speed. And she can do that with ease. So. She seems to be picking up the, uh, the signals from the gym boss, too. It'll take a couple of revolutions, but uh, eventually she'll she'll hear the beeps and She'll start to slow down, and then she'll hear him again, and she'll start to speed up. Like I said, very bright dog. Very bright dog. So, anyway, all right. Yep, there goes another bunny. They just love to, they just love to kamikaze right in front of your face, don't they? All right, we're gonna walk up it. Yeah, you're, you're totally freaked out by that bunny. We had a bunny that just sprinted across the road. Yeah, we're going to walk. We're going to give you a chance to kind of settle. Fine, this is the other thing I have to do. Once she gets super excited, it's kind of like we have to hit a reset button. Like, nope, we're going to walk a little further so that we hit the reset button on you. go right back into the run she's gonna be totally focused on trying to catch that bunny and it did it sprinted across the road and uh, probably not 10 feet in front of her nose no way to miss that all right this is our walk yeah we're still looking for the bunny I'm gonna get the bunny I know you do but we're not going to get the bunny. Yep. The bunny, the bunny. We've had it with the bunny. We're gonna go run, so forget about the bunny. See how many people get that reference? It's from a cartoon. not a direct quote of the cartoon it's a uh, it's a parody of it but I'm sure my friend Chris Darling just got that so. anyway and we walk so we're doing 4520 today um, trying to keep it Nice and easy. Um, as I was mentioning, when we're talking about triathlon Terran there. So, and I've mentioned this before. One of his tricks, I guess I'll say, to being a better triathlon runner, because of course that's always the last event. You've already done your swim, you've already done your bike ride. And now you have to go run whatever distance it is, whether it be a sprint, an Olympic, or an Ironman-style triathlon. Right? So, you still have to get up and run when you're probably in the worst shape now to go ahead and do that. Um, Anybody that's ever tried to run after getting off of a bike knows what we're talking about here. Your legs feel like lead until you can kind of get them into the use, the uh, not elliptical or circular motion you make on the bike, but more of the uh, front and back motion you make when you run. So, yep, it's tricky. Just like Run DMX, right? You're gonna rock around the clock, it's tricky. 
All right. So, getting all kinds of Gen X references today, aren't you? Anyway. So, what he was saying, though, is the goal is not to necessarily be able to run fast. The goal is to be able to run consistently and not slow down. And the number one way you're going to be able to do that is to not have heart rate creep. So you may have noticed this if you're tracking your heart rate. That, you know, of course when you start out, your heart's pretty solid. But over time and distance, your base heart rate, even if your speed doesn't change, starts to creep up as you get more and more tired. Right. Of course, if you get really tired, you also have the co-occurring slowdown of speed. That's always my issue at the marathons. So I'll start off and maybe I'll be, you know, doing a, uh, just say like an 11.30 pace for the first say 16 miles and then from 16 to 20 it starts to come down to like 11.50 from 20 to 23 comes down to maybe you know 12.10 and then from 23 to the finish might come down to a 12.30 or a 12.45 even or maybe even the last mile at 13, right? Because you're tired, you know? And even though you're slowing up, if you look at your heart rate data, it's not. It's continuing to creep. So that's that heart rate creep. So basically what you're trying to do is push that off as far as you can. And the way to do that is lots and lots of running at zone two. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to push zone two down and get really used to running at zone two so that your body adjusts and then your heart rate drops at zone two. This is where mafetone comes in. So basically you do 180 minus your age. There's some other factors that might add or subtract points, but it's not not a bunch of points. It's, you know, five points here or there. So, if you're lucky, you're looking at a 10-point positive bounce at best. All right? So, nothing super drastic. And then you have a number, which for me is 126. And, uh, that's the heart rate that you're trying to stay at or underneath. So, and since there's some variation in that, he even suggested you might even want to, you know, take off two, three points um, just to fill in for the variation. So that would actually put me down at like. Uh, like a 123 um, for zone 2 is where I want to be able to uh, be doing my runs. So, of course, you know, if you do a lot of them, your body gets used to it. It'll adapt. It won't be as much work. Your heart rate will come down and come down and come down and come down over time. And, of course... You know, once you get the initial bump, obviously the next thing we need to do is to run longer, you know, and find out where it, you lose that, that number, and then that's where you train to, right? You're trying to get that number to come back down so you can stay at zone two for that distance. So, you know, if you start off with like a four mile run and then you lose it like four and a half, you know, You know, and then you continue with 
pushing it to four and a half until you don't lose it at four and a half. And you try to go to five. And then you try to go to five and a half and six and six and a half and so forth. So that's what we're doing right now. That's what we're doing for the rest of the year. I mentioned this on my other show that I run by myself without the help of a co-host that I'm not signing up for any more any more live races this year. There are still some that claim to be live. I actually just saw one today. Apparently there's one in uh, Quebec um, that's uh, in the Laurentians that's supposed to be going live in early October looks gorgeous doesn't help me because Canada doesn't want foreigners in their country right now particularly Americans so doesn't do me any favors but yep they're still running it we have one locally that claims it's going to be going late September But, yeah, I just can't sign up for another race with the hope that it's going to actually happen, only to have it yet again turn into a virtual. So I'm done. And I think certainly any of the races of note are all going to be imaginary this year. We use the term virtual, but I think a good synonym would be imaginary. Alright? It's going to happen in your brain. And on your feet. But, yep. Alright, pup. Water stop. It is humid out of here. Not warm, but humid. Grab some tailwind. Switch hands with my phone. And away we go. So anyway, that's where we're at. The, uh, the Peachtree just uh, stuck a fork in their Thanksgiving Day surprise. So, there will be no Thanksgiving Day dinner with the Peachtree. It'll be, it'll be a TV takeout dinner. As far as that run goes, <clears throat> and I think that's that's going to stick a fork in the Northwest Orthopedic Hospital Half Marathon. Two weeks later, can't imagine any race that's being sponsored by a hospital is going to run. Until there's actually a, uh, a vaccine. Just... You think about the liability for them with their name all over a race and then, God forbid, somebody, you know, actually gets COVID because they travel to Hartsfield International Airport, which is the busiest damn airport in the U.S. One of the busiest on the planet hard to social distance in the terminal with all the people going through. Even now, I'm sure it's still hard to do. You know, and then maybe ends up with this disease. They find it, of course, they have an underlying condition. Maybe they knew about it, maybe they didn't. But, you know, they end up in a hospital getting respiratory treatments or worse. Um, yeah, it would just, it would just be bad news for the hospital, you know, like, oh, this wouldn't have happened if, you know, you had not run your race and you'd made it virtual and my loved one could have stayed home. I mean, you can just see this, that, that scenario happening. So, can't imagine they're going to go through with it, but we'll see. We'll see. Just tell my buddy Kevin that, you know. It doesn't really matter to me because 
was never going. Not because I don't want to see my friends in Atlanta. I would love to. I'd rather they came up here. But more so because by the time that race happens, I will be all out of vacation time that I can use. Try to be good with the vacation time, you know? Um, I was this way before COVID-19, but this has kind of cemented my thought that, you know, rather than using every bloody little day of vacation, it's always a good idea just to kind of keep two weeks in your back pocket, just in case, you know, something were to happen. So at least you have a two-week cushion of actually getting paid, right? You know, watching friends being furloughed, watching people at my hospital getting furloughed. Thankfully, I was never one of them, but... Yep. So... That's, that's kind of the plan, is to just make sure I always have at least a two-week cushion. My wife and I are taking a vacation at the end of October into the beginning of November, and that's going to totally take care of my uh, my two-week cushion. So, uh, at the rate I accrue vacation, I have to wait then until, oh, probably sometime around mid to late January possibly early February before I've got another week spare that I can take which I will I would like taking time off I'm not one of these workaholic people that never take a day off and all of a sudden have like 12 weeks of vacation in their bank or some such thing Nope. It's a benefit and I like to use it. I like getting paid to stay home. So, there you go. There it is. So, race-wise, let's just take another break here and finish this show up with a walk. And then we'll run. We'll really run, Pup, because I can see you really want to go. Um, and I'm willing to do it, but can't do it and talk. So, anyway. So, I have a virtual slash imaginary 5K for the, for the nuns we support coming up next month in September. Again, I can do whatever I want, but the race is usually a month from today. It's the tail end of, uh, of September. And now that I'm thinking about this, this weekend, in fact, I think it is tonight, is when normally the Amos Her Honey Run would normally happen. It's always the end of um, August, and it goes off at 6 p.m., which is why I like it so much. It's it's unique around here. We don't have a lot of a lot of races that start in the evening. That's the one. Uh, it's fairly flat for around here. Uh, my uh, my post teenage um, 5K PR is actually at that race. That's where I've, I ran my fastest 5K. So. I, uh, I have a soft spot for that race, but it's not even happening. I don't think they're even doing a virtual this year. I haven't seen anything for that race. I think they just shut it down. It's for the Parks and Rec. I mean, it's just it's a fundraiser. Um, I think they probably just decided to have a, you know, a, a takeout spaghetti dinner or some such thing, probably just to raise the comparable funds that they normally would make from this race. It's not a huge race, but it probably gets about a, uh, 100 people. Maybe, right? 70 to 100 people. I mean, it's a it's your traditional local 5K kind of a showing, right? 
So, that kind of a thing. Anyway, um, so there's that. I have a virtual slash imaginary marathon that I have to do now for Swamp Rabbit, um, which I'm currently trying to uh, figure out where that is going to happen in real life. Um, that being the virtual slash imaginary run. Um, I would like to do it in South Carolina in October. Um, and at least be able to say I ran the race in South Carolina because I will be in South Carolina. Uh, a number of plans going on right now. Nothing really, nothing really hard and fast other than the fact that, uh, let's see, uh, one month, one month, two months, two months from this coming Monday, uh, my wife and I are getting on a train with our car and going from Sanford, actually going to Sanford, Florida, um, from uh, just south of D.C. on the auto train. It's apparently U.S.'s only train that carries cars. Uh, I think they tried to have another route, uh, and it didn't go very well financially, so uh, this is it. So we're going to do that. Um, travel on down to uh, Sanford, which is just north of uh, Orlando, if you're not familiar with where Sanford, Florida is. And then we have a number of plans then. So initially this was part of traveling back to Greenville, South Carolina, on the way back to go actually do my Swamp Rabbit Marathon. But since it's not actually happening, um, no reason to go to Greenville right now. I mean, we might still go, but it, there's really no reason to go. Um, we can do other things. So, you know, I know my wife wants to see St. Augustine. My wife would like to see Savannah, and she would like to see um, Charleston. Um, I would like to see them all as well, because I've never been to any of those places. But um, since this is going to be a different type of trip now. Um, I'd also kind of like to uh, like to see as many of my friends along the way as possible. So, um, so I know when we get off in Sanford, uh, we're going to spend some time with my uncle who lives that that area and my wife's best friend who also lives in that area. So that's that's definitely part of that Tuesday when we arrive. So we leave on a Monday. It's like 18 hours on the train. Um, and then it's Tuesday morning when you arrive in basically Orlando. And then we have to get our car. And then off we go. Um, so there's that. Um, I mean, personally, if I could arrange it, I'd like to get a run in on... Uh, Uh, on Tuesday evening, I have some friends in that area that can actually organize a, you know, nothing big, uh, two miles, two and a half miles, three tops, right? Just long enough to say I did it. Um, and then from there, uh, I think actually what I'd like to do then is then go from there and drive out then that evening it be about a two-hour drive to Daytona, get a hotel room in Daytona, because uh, I would like to see Daytona Beach. Of course, everyone's been there except me, it seems like. Um, and uh, then Wednesday morning, do a run on Daytona Beach, get another short little run on Daytona Beach, come back, shower, make, I think it's like a 40-minute drive to uh, St. Augustine, spend the day in St. Augustine, and then when we're done, drive up to um, Fernandina Beach, get a hotel in the Fernandina Jacksonville Beach area for Wednesday night, um, so that Thursday morning, if a certain coach Chris was available, he and I could go for a little run 
on Fernandina Beach Thursday morning. And then, uh, again, back to the hotel, shower, and then make the, uh, I think it's about a two-hour drive from there, up to Savannah, park the car again, go see Savannah for the day, and then we'll, uh, we'll sleep in the Savannah area, get some sort of a, a walk anyway on the, the waterfront, assuming the weather allows for it in Savannah. Don't know that I necessarily need to run in Savannah. I do want to see the uh, I do want to see the park where where Forrest Gump was uh, was filmed. That was actually filmed in a park in Savannah. I'd like to see it. I've heard that the bench is no longer there. That's actually in a museum in Savannah. Uh, I think it's nice to see the park though. It'd be cool. Uh, and then I think that's so. That's Friday morning, right? We're waking up in Savannah. And then going up to Charleston. And again, spend the day in Charleston. And I think Saturday morning, uh, which is when the actual marathon was supposed to happen, I think that's where I'd like to do my marathon, uh, is along the, uh, the coastline in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, and do that that morning, come back, um, probably spend an extra day in Charleston, just to say we've seen it. Um, Susie has a friend that lives there too. So we could hang out with her for a little bit. Um, and she's made multiple trips there. Um, so I think that would be cool. And then, uh, then we head north. Uh, we'll be heading north then on uh, sometime Saturday. Uh, of course, making a little stop at... Uh, south of the border because you have to stop it south of the border you just have to I'm going to keep you over on this side in case we have cars coming by here girlfriend because they're stupid on this road yeah no not, not in front not in front yeah yeah they're, they're no other side they are first class asshats on this road over so Anyway, um, but yeah, you know, then, you know, probably make it up into, I don't know, at least, uh, at least up into North Carolina. Um, it's kind of hoping for, um, maybe making it as far as, um, Southern Virginia, you know, maybe just South of Richmond. Yeah. yeah, nobody slows down on this road, dog. It's not like the other roads where they like they like you. They're in a hurry to go, and they don't care if they hit you. Because they don't care if they hit me. I've had a couple people come pretty damn close to me, too, on this road. I hate this road. So, but it adds the darn quarter mile that I want, so... We can get here early enough. We can miss the majority of the traffic, but yeah, by by eight o'clock in the morning, there's no point. There's no point even being on this road. All right, now you can come on over. Now you're good. We're back on our happy, sleepy country road. All right. So, um, and then let's see. So that's uh, Saturday night. You know. Possibly, you know, mostly just driving. Make it to, you know, probably southern southern Virginia, like, you know, like Richmond before we stop for the day. Um, and then uh, Sunday morning. Um, you know, possibly uh, get up early. And... Uh, Make the drive down to uh, uh, Virginia Beach to go do a short run with my buddy Chris, and more importantly, to go to Roosters to go get uh, either breakfast or lunch. Um, you know, so I haven't decided if we'll. 
possibly forego um, south of the border and the highway to maybe take a coast road up through um, South Carolina, North Carolina, and then around like the, you know, the Cape Hatteras area and then into um, Virginia that way. But unfortunately, it is a long drive from Charleston to uh, Virginia Beach. It's over seven hours, apparently. Uh, there's just no fast way to get there. Just like, how can it be seven hours when it's only nine hours from there to get back to my house? But it's because it's highways, you know? It's 26 to 95, and most of the rest of the trip is all 95 uh, until I get to Baltimore, and then it's another highway back home. Uh, so, whereas, even if you take 95, you gotta, you know, then you gotta go down the peninsula, which I've heard Chris complain about more times than one on how slow that can be going up and down the peninsula um, to get to Virginia Beach. Um, or you have to come up from underneath um, on a bunch of local roads, and, you know, you get what you get on a local road, right? Not everybody's in a hurry on a local road, so, you know? But uh, I really would like to see Virginia Beach again. I really would like to have another meal at Rooster's, uh, assuming that they're allowing you to eat <laughs> in restaurants in Virginia. I haven't checked that out, but I'm not worrying about it now. It's August. We're not going to the end of October. Who knows what happens then? So, but, yeah, I'd like to see as many people, because like I said, this, this is it. I mean, you know, I'm not going anywhere after this, and with the exception of the live race for Swamp Rabbit in uh, 21, next year. Um, I am not signed up for any races. Um, and I don't plan to actually sign up for any races um, until uh, I actually feel like they're, they're going to happen. In fact, just saw this. Um, apparently the uh, Big Sur folks, um, in addition to shutting down all of their festivities for 20, no shocks there, um, they've effect effectively just shut themselves down for all of next year. Um, they have races that go all the way through through no November of 2021, and they have basically just said, we're not doing any of it right now um, until we know what's happening. They're not making any plans. They're not doing anything. Uh, the race is effectually their race schedule for 21. All right? We're not even out of this year yet. They've shut down their entire next year. Um... Personally, I think that's a bit of an overkill. I would still at least make some loose plans, um, you know, for uh, for next year in case, you know, a vaccine shows up and then you're still ready to go. I think they're going to find themselves getting caught flat-footed at the last minute um, with their plan, but not my race, you know, so as the phrase goes, you know, it's... Not my circus, not my monkeys. So, there you go. All right, well, that's enough. Enough walking, enough talking. Be enough for a real show. We'll go ahead and we'll set this up, pup, and then we're going to go and actually do some real running here. And somebody else needs to do a little bit of number two. Not me, uh, obviously. So, there you go. All right, well, after the really gross visual, uh, I think it's a good good to go ahead and end this uh, show here. So, uh, from uh, Reagan, who now just looked at us, and, uh, and myself, take care. <laughs>